ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome into the Friday, July 8th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Glad you could be with us. We'll get your phone calls and your text in this hour. Phone line is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Our text line this hour, it is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're going to speak with, here in the next few minutes, the play-by-play voice of Coastal Carolina, Joe Cashin. He is joining us, and we're going to talk about Marshall taking on Coastal Carolina, of course, getting into the Sun Belt, potential rivalry there. So we've got that here in the next few minutes as we continue to sort of go around the Sun Belt, try to talk to some of the people that are in the Sun Belt. We're, we're catching up with some of the play-by-play guys. You know, we're going to try to get some of the newspaper guys, the beat reporters, just kind of get a flavor for the new conference. And, of course, find out what's happening at the other schools as, again, you know, according to the social media, you know, we're all friends and we're all enemies. I don't know where we're at just yet. I know the fans are getting after each other. They're having a good time. Wait till we actually see some games being played. Then we'll see what the real disposition of this league is all about. But I'm excited to talk to Joe. And, of course, Coastal Carolina, really good, solid program. So Marshall and Coastal should get after each other. And, of course, you know, it's really a home game anytime Marshall goes and plays Coastal Carolina. It's really a home game. It's like a vacation spot for a lot of herd fans. It's like a vacation spot for the entire state of West Virginia. Marshall should open up a campus near Coastal. Just, you know, like there should be at least a big green. If there's not already, there should be a big green, a, a booster club. Or, you know, there should be something in, in South Carolina. There has to be. There should be. Yeah, I'm not as well-versed as I should be on the, all the other clubs. So there's where you come in. You can, of course... Tell me where you're listening from. You can always text in. You can find me on Twitter as well, at Paul Swan. The various clubs across Herd Nation. I want to know. I want to know all the chapters. And where those chapters are located. That would be so cool if we could do that. So... That's what we've got coming up. And we got a big show for you today with that. And we'll get you caught up in everything going on. Uh, soccer making news today. So we'll get into that. Uh, Chris Grassy always making news of, of some sort. So we'll talk about some of the changes going on with his program. A couple of things that stood out to me today. First of all, I saw where the ticket office said tickets still remained for the Notre Dame game. Wait a minute. Tickets still remain for the Notre Dame game? That hasn't sold out yet? As far as as far as herd fans allotment, get your tickets. If you want to get your tickets, go through the Marshall ticket office. You, you get to sit with the herd fans, and it helps Marshall, of course. And you always want to buy your road tickets through the Marshall ticket office first. And if then you can't get them, then you go through the other school's ticket office. But always go through the Marshall ticket office first if you want to sit and be in the same section of the Marshall fans and you know show that Marshall fans travel. So the ticket office tweeted that out, and I thought, wait a minute. I thought that would be already done with. That game should be already, as far as the Marshall allotment is concerned, that should be already done. So if, you, if you're kind of on the fence on that, surprisingly enough, there are tickets still available. 
Now, I don't know what the status is as of this show, but we'll check in on Monday, see if we can get a status update on what the tickets look like. Hurt fans, Marshall, Notre Dame? It's a no-brainer. If I could get up there, I would go to that. If, if I could travel, if that was part of my deal here, if it could getting to travel, I would love to go to that game. So, Hurt fans, take advantage of that opportunity. That's a that's a golden opportunity. Not too many uh, not too many opportunities for Marshall playing Notre Dame in your lifetime. So, hopefully, Hurt fans will show up. And then I saw the tweet also earlier today. There's still some time left. It, it hasn't finished. I think they've extended it. The fan committee, that's been extended. Now, I know Herd fans, and this is, the, this is not a criticism. This is just a comment on the very nature of Herd fans. You all have opinions. I've heard them. I've been the subject of some of them. I get it. You have opinions. I understand. We all do. So here you go. This, this fan committee... I think they're still taking applications, maybe because there's some spots left. I don't know the deal. All I do know is there's an opportunity for you to take that application, fill it out, and get in on this fan committee and help shape some of the things at Marshall University to improve this fan experience. So if you're that person, you get on social media. I wish Marshall would do this. If you're that person, you always have a an opinion on – Things that Marshall could do better. If you're that person, this is your committee. Sign up. If you get on message boards and you post about things that you just don't like, things are are not good or could be better or you just have some issues with and you think you have some positive criticism and some solutions to offer, this is your committee. Sign up. Don't sign up if you you don't like anything and you don't have an alternate way. They're not looking for that. I mean, there are a lot of things I don't like, but until I have a better idea, I'll keep quiet on it. But this is your opportunity. So I saw that they're extending that today, making that you know, until Monday. So you've got the weekend to think about it. You could sign up and see if you can get in on this fan committee. How many opportunities do fans have just to get with athletic departments like this? I'm talking to just... Everyday herd fans. I'm not saying that all herd fans are in special tiers, but you know, when you're a donor, you're giving money to the university, you get heard, right? So, yeah, you have a little influence. Now, Marshall's opening it up a little bit more. So, look, you don't have to be a donor, you don't have to be anything, you, you just have to be a herd fan. And if you're a Herd fan, we've got this committee here. You have an opportunity to voice your opinion and help us shape some things. I mean, maybe you've got an idea that you want to share. You want to be on this committee. And you know, maybe some things that are cooking for Marshall and, and enough of you get together and go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. That's not, that's not smart. That's not smart, and here's why. So I'm surprised that's, filled, that's not filled up yet. So I'm a little surprised today, actually. Notre Dame tickets still available. Now, let me let me qualify this by saying, I get it. Tickets, travel, the price of everything, I get it. You, you can't go, you can't go. You can't swing it, you can't swing it. I get that. No, this, there's no uh, 
there's no shaming here. It's just I'm surprised by that. I, I just figured that that would be one thing that like okay we're gonna we're gonna go on a road trip. This is it. This is the road trip we're going. This is the one. If you go on two, you have different options. But if you're going on one, this is the road trip. But at the same time, I think that live sporting events are – I don't know if you're going to see past a certain level overflow crowds. I mean, you're going to have to accept that maybe smaller seating capacity should be the new norm at Marshall University and some other universities, at all universities maybe, you know, have, have better seating. I think that's a big thing here. Have a better experience, not necessarily the most seats, but have a better experience for the fans. And that doesn't mean necessarily you have more seats. So end zone seating, you know, if you, if you reduce that, I'm good with that completely. You know, make it more intimate. I would never just tack on seats to say, hey, we got any, and again, I think it's more of what is going to enhance the fan experience more than how many people can we get in here? I think those days are coming to an end. We're going to turn our attention to Coastal Carolina. Joe Cashin is going to join us. He's the play-by-play voice of Coastal. He joins us next when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Friday, July 8th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And don't forget, if you missed yesterday's show, you missed out on a great interview. We had Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill. He was with us for about 15, 20 minutes. So if you missed that, don't forget, you can always go back and catch it. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, again, wherever you get your podcast. Our next guest, I want to welcome him to the program now. He is the play-by-play voice of Coastal Carolina, and we look forward to talking to him for many years to come. Joe Cashin is with us. Joe, thanks for doing it this afternoon. Uh, I think a lot of Hurt fans are excited about some of the new opportunities, and Coastal Carolina is one of them. Paul, thanks for having me on, and we are equally excited about having Marshall in the Sunbelt Conference now. I mean, this Sunbelt East is going to be an absolute beast starting this fall. I, I can't wait to watch it. can't wait to make the trip up there. Now, I have to confess something before we continue. Before Marshall and Coastal Carolina became conference members, and I'm going back to soccer here, uh, for years when Coastal Carolina became more prominent, it became one of my alternate favorite schools. I love Coastal Carolina, the colors, you know, the whole mascot deal here, to the point where people thought I actually came from Coastal Carolina. I would always give the score. So so now i got to generate some beef here because I don't want herd fans thinking I'm a Coastal guy after all those years. But uh, for years, uh, you know, during basketball especially, uh, I would make sure, yeah, I'd always jump over to the Coastal Carolina score and keep up. So I've been following Coastal for years, and I'm excited to have them in the league because I know what a quality program this is, top to bottom, all athletics, not just football, not just baseball, but top to bottom, this is a really great program, and it's growing. Well, Marshall just won the soccer championship not long ago, right? I mean, that, am I right about that? You're right. You know, that, 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 that is, I, I remember watching that. I thought that, I, I was pulling for them to win that thing, too. I thought that was fantastic. I loved it. 
you know, and then Marshall coming in has a great, you know, athletic history about him. I mean, particularly on the football field when you talk about a guy like Randy Boss or a Byron Leftwich or a Chad Pennington, guys like that. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of great, a lot of great moments in Marshall football history. And, you know, of course, they were the SOCON back in the day. And then you guys just got, or Marshall just got the, you know, the rivalry kind of going back again with App State. And now <laughs> it's Marshall and App State in the same league again. So there are a lot of interesting developments around, you know, Marshall coming into the league and, all of the new rivalries and some old rivalries renewed. So that's that's one of the many aspects I really love about all this. Yeah, I'm excited because I like the way this East Division shapes up. I like Marshall playing App. There's history for me there. I grew yep. up. Uh, I grew up more of a Southern Conference fan, and then Marshall jumped into the MAC. But I, I started out with Marshall being in the Southern Conference. So when it comes to Appalachian State, Georgia Southern, I'm really excited. And I just see the geography of this league. And it fits. These are some great road trips. We all know that you probably see a lot of West Virginians uh, along the coastline of Coastal Carolina, sure the is. campus. Yep. So it's sort of like mm-hmm. this almost might be a home game when the herd travels, but herd's playing host to Coastal this year, and it's also homecoming. I don't know who picked homecoming with Coastal. That might be a mistake because this is gonna be a, <laughs> this is gonna be a good team coming in. You know, you mentioned ge- geographical rivalries, and I think as, as we're watching, you know, the tectonic plates shift in college athletics, especially with the power leagues right now, you know, you're watching Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC about this time last year, and then just a couple of weeks ago you had the, you know, you had the, the, the bomb, so to speak, going off the mushroom cloud with USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. It's like, man, how are those trips going to work out? And then you look at, the G5 Sun Belt, and you see all of these teams right here in West Virginia, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, all the states that comprise the SE, uh, the, uh, the Sun Belt East. I mean, you know, the closest of these schools will make some great road opportunities for fan bases to be able to get there, not have to spend a heck of a lot of money, maybe not spend a whole lot of time on the road. But, I mean, there are opportunities for fans to get to these places and cheer their teams on and not have to go you know, halfway across the country. And, again, you know, starting up some new rivalries, you know, renewing some older ones, and the, the power of this, this you know, Sunbelt East this year and going forward, hopefully it will stay intact this way for a while. I mean, I, I am just, I, I'm just, you know, off the charts excited about the possibilities of all this. When you look at the fans, there's not that much history, and we could talk about Olympic sports, but there's not that much history between Marshall and Coastal Carolina. So when this came out, that it would be Marshall, it would be JMU, it would be Old Dominion, it would be Southern Miss. What was the overall vibe here as far as what the fans were feeling, how excited they were? You know, you mentioned all the positives of what this conference does now as far as the geography, but you know, are Coastal fans excited to be taking on Old Dominion or Coastal fans excited about the potential of Southern Miss or JMU or Marshall? You know, are, are these things that they're instantly excited for or is there still maybe a wait and see? How is this all going to play out? I think our fans are super excited about this, just you know, primarily because of the geography. You know, I mean, Old Dominion came to our bowl game. Well, I say our bowl game, the Myrtle Beach Bowl last year. You know, one that's hosted in our stadium, and they brought a bunch of people. You know, you could see the excitement in the Old Dominion folks. And if, if they're going to bring that kind of energy, I mean, that, who, who wouldn't get excited about that? You know, you want to play teams 
that will bring some people. And you want to go places where there will be people excited, you know, that you're there. Those are the kind of environments that you want to play in. And I think our people, you know, like me, are, are super excited about the opportunities of, of going to play fan bases, you know, that, that are going to have a bunch of fans in the stands, honestly. You know, I mean, and, and they're going to be a lot closer to, instead of us having to make two or three trips, you know, to the West. We only make one this year, and that's out to ULM. Everything else is right here, you know, where we can get to, to excited fans. You're ready for us to come in. And, of course, you know, with our success the last two seasons at FBS, you know, with the 22 wins and, you know, a bowl win and a Sunbelt Conference championship, I mean, teams, you know, we, what we saw last year, we went, from the, we went from the hunters to the hunted. They were excited to see us in town. So, yeah, I, I think our people are really, really fired up about this and can't wait to get it going. Joe Cash is joining me. He's the play-by-play voice of Coastal Carolina. So I'm kind of curious. I'm trying to figure out the rivalries here, and I don't know where Marshall's going to fit just yet. I'm sure it's going to be real easy to get one started with Appalachian State again and Georgia Southern. I'm not worried about that. But, you know, where are the rivalries here for Coastal? And could Marshall maybe work its way into being that rival for Coastal? I would sure hope so. I think it would be a really good rivalry, us and Marshall. You know, I think, obviously, you mentioned the Marshall app thing. And, of course, we, we saw a little bit of that last year in Boone, didn't we? Kind <laughs> at the end of that game. That was a great game, wasn't it? You know, that was a heck of a football game. And I was pulling for Marshall, by the way, to win that game. <laughs> so, but, yeah, you mentioned uh, Marshall and Georgia Southern, too. A couple of old SOCON teams. I, I think us and App are trying to have something. I mean, we beat them two years ago, finally, after losing a bunch of games. And then we went to their place, you know, a couple of weeks after the Marshall-App game last year. We went up there on a Wednesday night. I think went right down to the last play. You know, I mean, we had a two-score lead and, and, uh, and, and lost that. But we were right there at the end. But then they came and kicked a field goal for, you know, for the walk-off win. And, you know, we're, we're trying to get something going with them because they have been, you know, they have been the standard by which everyone else has been measured in the Sun Belt East, you know, over the last, you know, five, six years, ever since they made the move to go to the FBS. And so I'm, I'm hoping that we can get something there with them. You know, as far as geography is concerned, the shorter trip for us and our fans is Georgia Southern. You know, we've had some good games with them over the last couple of years, but, uh, you know, it, it will really be interesting to see, you know, does, does, does Marshall and ODU perhaps get something going? Do, do us and James Madison, you know, we're, we're kind of renewing a rivalry there, so to speak, a, a series. We played them twice, uh, once in 05 and once in, in 2007. We beat them, you know, right after they came off a national championship. In our third year of football, we beat them in 2005, and then we went up there in 07, and they just they, they kicked the, they kicked the crap out of us. So, you know, maybe we get something going with them. I mean, that's not an exceptional, exceptionally long trip, you know, all, all things speaking. But uh, it, it really will be fascinating to see. All it takes is one spark. You know, it takes one spark. It takes one game. Something happens, and all of a sudden, boom, everybody gets upset. <laughs> you got something going. You know, you got an edge with somebody, and that's all it takes sometimes. My guest is Joe Cash, and he's the play-by-play voice of Coastal Carolina, the Thundering Herd will play host on homecoming weekend, so maybe that'll stir it up a little bit. On October 29th, what kind of team can we expect? Is this team going to be as good as it has been the last couple of seasons? Uh, is it getting better? Is it you feel like it's going to stay the same? You know, is there some work to do? Where are we at right now? Well, that is a great question. This is an intriguing team. This is an intriguing season for Coastal because 
talking with Coach Chadwell, you know, about a week and a half or so ago, and I, I chat with him periodically, obviously, but uh, just try to get his feel for what we are looking at going into 2022. This will be the most talented roster that we've ever had, and we just keep adding to the talent every year, every year that we've moved up from FBS, but it's the most inexperienced team that we've ever had since we made the move in 2017. We do have maybe the biggest key piece of the puzzle back, and that's Grayson McCall at quarterback. I mean, everybody should know how good this kid's been for us the last two years. You know, 5,400 yards passing, 54 touchdowns, only six interceptions. He's going to play on Sunday. If you have a difference maker at quarterback, I feel like, you know, you can kind of you can kind of make up in some other areas and kind of take some time to get better there. If you have a, if you have a guy taking the snaps, it can go, and we've got that. Elsewhere, we're going to be really inexperienced at a number of positions. You know, offensive line, we lost three super seniors. Wide receiver, we lost our top four pass catchers, you know, from last year. Uh, running back will be pretty good there. Defensive line, again, you know, we lost several key guys there. Linebacker, our entire second level of our, of our defense will be new uh, and will be uh, you know, fairly brand new, a little bit on the back end, too, so. Yeah, and, and two new kickers, two new specialists that we're going to have to break in. So it will be an intriguing watch to watch this team, you know, to see how this team can come along in the early part of the season. We'll have three home games to start. We start with Army, you know, and that, <laughs> holy mackerel, you know, you're talking about a nine-win team that runs the triple, and that's going to be hard to try to defend. You know, we, got, we start with them, and then we have two more home games, and by the time we get into that Thursday night game with, Georgia Southern late September, I mean, Georgia, Georgia State rather late September. Now, we, we should have a pretty decent read as to where we are and where we're going to be, where we're going to go after that. What kind of football can Marshall fans expect? We know Marshall playing Appalachian State. We've seen Marshall and Louisiana. We've got a glimpse of that. But one was a bowl, one was an old rivalry renewed. I think both fan bases and both teams really got into. So I kind of put those games aside. As a whole, though, what do you think Marshall can expect as far as what this league is all about? What's the week-to-week flavor of Sunbelt football all about? Well, it's going to be a whole lot better. The flavor is going to get a whole lot better just because the team came in, you know, quite frankly. I mean, you know, the, 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 you know you're going to see some – you're going to see good teams week in and week out. And I heard a, a friend of mine, Danny Reed, who's the, the voice of Georgia Southern, he talked about it. On, on the show that he was on recently, if you don't bring your A game week in and week out and the way this thing is now, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going to be a long road to hoe. You've got to come prepared week in and week out. And I remember when we when we made the move from FCS to FBS, it was like, holy cow, there, there, there's not, it's not even close from what it was to where we were. But, you know, it, 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 the teams are, are well coached. There's talent across the league. You know, you're going to see teams like, you know, you're going to go to old, you have Old Dominion, uh, you know, teams like that that are coming in. That they, you know, they went to a bowl game. They're going to be pretty good. You get App State at home. You're going to go to Georgia Southern. Georgia State is really good. They're coming off more wins than they've ever had last season. They won a bowl game. They won eight. Uh, you got Louisiana. And you guys, I mean, Marshall may have the best home schedule of anybody in the league when you look at the teams that are coming in. I mean, if I'm a Marshall season ticket holder i'm gobbling them up right now with louisiana and coastal and app state and georgia state i mean I, I, those are going to be those are going to be four in my opinion four heavyweight battles right there with those teams coming in so i i, I think marshall fans can expect a, 
a, a great schedule and a bevy of really good to great teams coming to Huntington. I think the Marshall ticket office and Coach Huff would like to have uh, some words with you as far as uh, how you can help promote this because, um, you know, they love that right now. They have promoted and pointed out at several times that, and this is what Coach Huff likes to say, the Sun Belt is real. And he emphasizes yeah. the word real. He, at any chance he can get, he points out to people that the Sun Belt is real. And you're right, that home schedule – the Sunbelt side of it, I mean, the league did marshal all the favors this time around. And, uh, you know, being the new kid on the block, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to last, but definitely it's a it's a wonderful schedule for the home fans. And, yeah, all of these games, I mean, they could be national TV games, part of the TV package for the Sunbelt, all of them. Sure. No no, no question about that. No doubt about that. I, you know, the, the Louisiana game, I mean, I, I'll be interested to see how good they are. With all the changes that they've had, but they still have a bevy of talent. Of course, you know the the, the coastal game, and then of course Appalachian, and then Georgia Georgia State. I mean, uh, you know, I just just run the gamut of, of just ter- tremendous games right there. All all of them, like you said, could be on linear TV, linear national television. My guest is the voice of Coastal Carolina, Joe Cashin. So, what are your impressions of uh, Huntington Marshall? What have you What have you learned? What have you figured out? And what are you curious about so far? Oh, that's a great question. I, I probably should be doing some little, a little more homework on Huntington, quite frankly. I haven't really gotten into it yet. Obviously, before we come up there, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at it. But, uh, heck, I'd ask you. I mean, what, what, when we go, what, what do we need to see? I mean, what are the places to eat? Where where do we need to go? And uh, and, and that kind of thing. I got you covered. Don't what, worry. What, what, what's good in town? Uh, I got you covered. <laughs> we, we got several options for you. Of course, um, the one thing I tell everyone to do is get your breakfast at Tudor's Biscuit World. Whatever you do, uh, if you do nothing else, you have to go to Tudor's and get a breakfast from there. The biscuits are just the the best in the, in the universe, uh, and I'll I'll die on that hill. That's the hill I die on. <laughs> That's your hill. <laughs> That's my hill. When it comes to food in Huntington, uh, Tudor's Biscuit World is the first out of my mouth at every juncture. It is uh, fantastic. I mean, there are plenty of food options, and it keeps growing. That's one thing I think you'll find out once you get to Huntington. There are continuously uh, local options that are, are coming you know, to Huntington, to uh, downtown. It's a, you know, it's a downtown where if, you, if, you're, if you're hungry, you won't be for long if you start walking around. So you know, I think you'll be taken care of. And of course, years past, people would tell everyone to go to Fat Patty's across the street from, um, from the stadium, and, and that's still a great place to go and, and eat a meal. But you know, if you do one thing, do the breakfast, do tutors. You could, get, you could even order a Thundering Her Biscuit. Oh, that's so cool! I'm, I'm writing all of this down as you speak. Okay, yeah, you can do the thundering <laughs> you biscuit. Notes. Yeah, um, you could um, if you if you want. App App State fans will probably do the Mountaineer uh, if if they come to town. They'll do the Mountaineer biscuit. Uh huh. Of course. Yeah, there are plenty of options here. Uh, if you like uh, you like sausage, you like egg, you like cheese, you like uh, hash brown uh, on a, a nice fluffy biscuit, you're good. We got you covered. Oh gosh. I can't wait to go now, man. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> probably it's, too much. <laughs> yeah, it's a, oh, there are plenty of options here, but you know, Huntington's a Huntington's a, a former steel town, so uh, there's a, a big push yep. to revitalize, and you know, we're finally getting yeah, where there used to be uh, remnants of that uh, steel town. There's now all this blank land near the campus, and one of those parcels will include the baseball park that Marshall is about ready to get built. And I'm sure that is music to your ears because Marshall 
has not had a really quality stadium for, well, my entire lifetime in baseball. And so I know baseball is probably not the most important sport with Coastal, but maybe second? You tell me. I, I know it's got to be a really big deal, obviously. I would say second, sure, and, and if not pushing first, honestly, because that, <laughs> the Coastal baseball team won a national championship in recent memory. So, you know, that's, that's, that's our only program that's done that. And, you know, going to Omaha six years ago and winning the whole thing, and we have one of the nicest facilities, not just in the Sun Belt, but in all of college baseball in Springsbrook Stadium. So that, 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 sounds, that sounds exciting to me. And, you know, you talk about – Talk about baseball in the league. You know, you get a Southern Miss into this thing. You know, Old Dominion, they, they made a run, I think it was last year or something like that. So, I mean, baseball, that's going to be a, a pretty big thing. We're talking a lot of football, but baseball is, is getting a serious upgrade, in my opinion. I think everything is getting an upgrade. I don't know if you can feel it the way I've seen it, but I think there's a lot of momentum right now, not just for – Marshall, but for the league, and it feels like everything is forward moving. There's a lot, you know, we've, we've got an administration change transition going on with Marshall, and it feels like all of a sudden Marshall realizes it's moved up. This isn't a lateral move whatsoever. It feels like it's a, a genuine move up, and I feel like the athletic department has responded as far as how it's approaching everything from game day to fan comfort to facilities how going about it organization everything you know is is that just how it is in the Sun Belt you have a group of universities and and people that just like being associated with each other and institutions that like to associate yeah I, I think so I, I mean I, I I see that I've seen that for the last five years across the league you know everybody seems to you know, we're all competing, obviously, and you want to you want to build, you know, your facilities. You want to get your infrastructure right. You want to get the right people in place because you're, you're you're competing. You know, you're competing against App and Georgia Southern and Georgia State and and teams like that and Troy, you know, South Alabama, Louisiana, those those kinds of those kinds of institutions. But at the at, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, we're all trying to grow in this thing together, make it better together. Right. I mean, we want to be the best G5 conference out there. And I think with what's happened over the last, you know, six, eight months with what the Sun Belt has done, I, I think, <laughs> you know, I, I think we're right there. I absolutely believe we're right there. And especially, you know, if, you, if we're going to distill it down to football in the, in the Sun Belt East, there, there's not a better, there's not a better division out there than what we're going to see this year. So I, I think, you know, all of the institutions collectively, and especially as we've had this upgrade and, you know, bringing the new new schools in, yeah, we working together, getting along, and making this the best that it possibly can be. And I love that feeling because I think there were a lot of people who were ready to go rent the U-Hauls yesterday to get Marshall out of Conference USA. I've never felt such a desire to not be in a league and a push to be in a league as yeah with Marshall since Conference USA is going through its own turmoil and with college football and college athletics and realignment, you know, it's still going to continue. But you know, I haven't really seen that often, at least with this association with Marshall, you know, that strong of a push. Hey, let's get Sunbelt. Let's get over there. That needs to be where Marshall's at. And it just feels like that's contagious from all the member institutions. It just feels like everybody likes each other. I mean, the, the announcers, the media, everybody likes each other so far. Well, that's until kickoff. True. Fair. <laughs> that's very fair. <laughs> well, once September 3rd hits and then things start happening, 
but you know, at the at the end of the day, where it's it, it's a game, right? And, and and you want to get along with people. People want to, you know, they they want to beat each other, but it's it's a game at the end of the day. And we're all, you know, we're all doing this collectively, to, you know, to try to you know make each other better, honestly. And I, I think from a Marshall standpoint, I think it makes so much more sense to be in the in the Sun Belt and Conference USA. I really do, and I, I'm so glad to. I'm so glad that Marshall was one of the additions. I think it's just fantastic. Again, I'm repeating what I said earlier, but uh, you know, it, it's all it's all good right now. We're all going to go to media days here in a couple of weeks, pat each other on the back, and shake each other's hands, and go have a meal together, and have have a good time. September third is when things will <laughs> the rubber will meet the road, so to speak. But uh, at, at at the end of the day, after all that, we'll still shake each other's hands. Have fun. I'm going to be jealous, by the way. Have fun in media day. I don't get to go this year, but have fun for me. Uh, I feel like I'm missing out already. Uh, so uh, I'm extremely jealous. Media day and such a beautiful location, and uh, it sounds like I'm going to be missing a party. Well, I hate you can't be there. I mean, New Orleans is a lot of fun, and we had a lot of fun last year. We're going to go and put on a three-hour radio show. I, I'm not sure what the time Eastern is going to be on that yet. I still haven't have gotten all that uh, nailed down, but I am really looking forward to meeting the, you know, the, the the new radio personalities that will be there, the coaches that will be there, the student athletes that will be there that I've never met before. It's always a lot of fun, you know. They they you know, some belt typically puts on a a pretty good show, and it, it's a good time. I hate you can't be there, but uh, you know, it, it's a it's a great way to you know kick off the season. Once talking season starts, that's when the <laughs> that's when it all gets rolling. That's when you know that the they're going to put the ball on the tee not long after that. Joe, I'm looking forward to having you here in Huntington soon. I can't wait to get you here. And uh, hopefully we can get you back on sooner than later. Uh, again, I hate missing you at Media Day, but I look forward to getting you here in Huntington and uh, talking to you for many times. I, I, I am uh, so appreciative and thankful for having me on the show today. And I have yeah, a phone call away. If you ever want to talk and want me on, I'll be, you know, be glad to come back on and Talk some coastal football. I'll be glad to do it anytime. Excellent, Joe. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll make sure that uh, we've got all our contact information uh, intact. That is Joe Cashin, the play by play voice of Coastal Carolina. We got more coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line is open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Let's start getting to some of those. Uh, texter writes in, this is regarding the Notre Dame tickets still being available. Uh, the texter writes in and says that Notre Dame tickets are still left due to the ridiculous Big Green mandatory donation. Marshall always leaves the common fan behind. So how can we improve that? How can we improve that? So... Yeah, more herd fans can maybe take advantage of this. Uh, is it a situation where you can't give to the big green and you want to go to the Notre Dame game, or you know, is that just the price of doing business with the herd ticket office? Uh, again, I, I don't have all the details. I'm not going to, you know, really try to break that down without a better a better grasp of, of why things are. Uh, I think the best thing to say here is, of course, um, if you're a Big Green member, these are some of the advantages of being a Big Green member. Uh, this is uh, this is how you grow the Big Green, right? So what's the value of being a Big Green member? 
Well, you get access to tickets like, say, Notre Dame. You get, you get to go to the Notre Dame game. Well, yeah, how affordable is a Big Green membership, and you know how do you how do you qualify for tickets? That's you know those are something that you know maybe again, um, I don't know if that's something this fan committee would be a great place to vent. I mean, again, this is set up to help game day experiences, help trying to figure out some things that can make going to Marshall going to. But, uh, yep, they're looking for enhancing all aspects of the Marshall fan experience. Athletic department communication, fan outreach, in-game experience, facility amenities, ticketing, and donor support and customer service. So, I say if you've got maybe a brief issue on how Marshall handles some of these tickets, maybe this is the this is it. This is the thing for you. This is the thing for you. This is how you maybe go about it. We're going to take our final break, come back. Uh, we'll clear more time for you. The text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Okay, so I went back. Uh, last segment, we were, if you weren't with us, we were talking about there, there were some tickets still available for the Marshall Notre Dame game, and I had a texter write in and say that there's a reason why there's tickets left. It's because of the mandatory donation. So if you're a fan and you're not a member of the Big Green, you have to be a Big Green member to purchase Notre Dame tickets. And so here's what you have to do. If you want up to two tickets, you have to be a Big Green member in the $60 to $149 range. If you want four tickets, you have to be a Big Green member, and you have to be at the $150 to $299 level. If you want up to six tickets, you have to be at the $300 to $799 level. And if you want up to 12 tickets, you have to be at the $800 level. And so if you want to buy tickets and say you want four the example here given is you are also pledging a 150 dollar big green donation a pledge you're at that level so if you want two tickets you want to go see marshall take on notre dame you want two tickets 60 dollars extra so if you're not a big green member if you're not a big green member then you have probably a reason why. One, you can't afford it. And let me tell you right now, uh, some of you might say, well, look, it's $60, Paul. Yeah, I get that. I get, I get that completely. Yeah, it is $60. For some people, that's not much. For a lot of people, that's a utility bill. And, yeah, there, there are ways to, to, to donate. You can be a member of the Big Green for as little as $5 per month. So you can you can have it taken out of your check, five dollars a month, right? I mean, if you want to do that, you want. I mean, basically, if you're not a member of the Big Green already, 
you know, $60 sticker price to get two tickets to Notre Dame. And on top of all that, you might like go, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. And that's completely fine. I understand that completely. Uh, for Big Green membership, though, you have to have some perks to go along with it. There, there needs to be, okay, what do I get? I get the satisfaction of helping Marshall. For some people, that's not enough. For some people, that's not enough. So what do I get for my Big Green membership? Well, here's a perk. You get an opportunity to purchase tickets to go see Marshall take on Notre Dame. And so if you are at the Big Green level of $60, you can get two tickets. If you are at the 150 level, you can get up to four tickets. If you're at the $300 level, you can get six tickets. If you're at the $100 level, you get 12 tickets max. And also, here's the reason why you do this as well. Honestly, if someone wants to get a ticket to go see Notre Dame, so I want to go see Notre Dame. I'm going to, I'm going to buy the Marshall ticket. I'm not a Marshall fan. I'm a Notre Dame fan. I'm going to buy the. I'm going to. I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy tickets. I'm going to buy tickets to go see Marshall take on Notre Dame. I want to go see Notre Dame. This will be the easiest chance for me to go see Notre Dame. Okay, I'm going to go through the Marshall ticket office. I'm going to, I'm going to get. I'm going to get because I can't get them through Notre Dame. It's a little pricey for me. I'm going to get through Marshall. Okay. We got two tickets for you. And uh, are you a Big Green member? No? Okay, well, we're going to put that on there as well. We're going to put that on there as well. And is it annoying for some? Yes. Is it fair? I don't know if that's a word we can use. But I get I get why they're doing it. I understand why they're doing it. It's not because it's a money grab. It's like, oh, look, hey, we have to have some reasons why you need to be a big green member. And at the same time, yeah, and I like what Marshall was saying about this. They're like, look, yeah, we're trying to basically make sure Marshall fans get these tickets. And so how do we guarantee Marshall fans get these tickets? Well, at least, um, you know, we're getting, you know, we're, we're, we, have a, we have a way to protect some of that. Is what Marshall was saying, you know, when the initial info came out, why they were doing that. I, you know, I had to go back and look at that. So, you know, if if you're just a a casual fan, or you're a fan and you you, you want to go to that game, and sixty extra dollars is a little too much for you, I get it. I understand. I don't know how you get to go to that game. Without a surcharge somewhere, unless you go to secondary market, I don't know. Because if I'm buying a whole bunch of these, if I'm buying these tickets, and then I got to make a sixty dollar donation for two, I got to make one hundred and fifty for four. You know, that's going to deter some people. So I get it, I understand. Uh, I don't think Marshall wants to leave the common fan behind. And again, I'm just pointing out there is this opportunity to join this fan committee. And have that voice, have that opportunity to sit right in front of Marshall administrators. People are going to be on this committee and say, look, here's what you're doing that could be better. And here's the reason why. That 
is an opportunity that I would take if if I was someone without a voice. I am blessed. I am fortunate. I have a voice at the moment. Also helps that I have uh, a voice so I could do my show here, a job. But that's gonna do for this edition. I, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong for thinking that. Okay, hey, that's a little too much for you know me. I want to go to that game. I'm a herd fan. I'm not a big green member. I want to go to that green. Well, you got to be a big green member to get tickets through Marshall's ticket office. And so, there you go. Have a great night, everyone. We will talk to you on Monday. For our producer, Christian Palmer, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. It's been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.